And here we are in the latest edition of the De La Salle Spotlight Podcast. I am your host and 2011 graduate from De La Salle Collegiate, Vito Jerome Churko. And my guest on this edition of the podcast is De La Salle Assistant Principal, Chris Dean. Chris, how are you doing? Vito, wonderful to be with you today, the uh, undisputed podfather of De La Salle Collegiate. <laughs> There we go. I love hearing that. That makes me feel good on this Tuesday morning here. So I appreciate you doing this with me, Chris. And to get right into it, obviously, we're dealing with some difficult and trying times right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. So DLO saw the faculty and staff and the students are all at home right now with school being shut down for the rest of the semester. So you have the students still learning, though, at home with the virtual learning. So with you, from your perspective, how has that been for De La Salle, the learning at home? Well, on, on one hand, we were very fortunate to have many systems that were already in place uh, on our end that eased the transition into distance learning. For example, every student already had a Chromebook. So that was a situation we didn't have to worry about is getting students technology. Um, we're a Google school, so there's been a lot of experience with the teachers and the students in regards to what to expect. Um, our purple and gold schedule, which we've been using now for the past few years, we've ex uh, employed exclusively during distance learning, uh, where one day is four classes, another day is three. They're extended class times. That was to reduce the stress level of everybody involved. Instead of having six, seven classes a day, we kind of broke it down to having three or four, slow it down a little bit, uh, have everybody kind of on pace and moving at the same speed. That helped at the very beginning. Um, and since we've been on uh, with the technological, any technological issues, our, our department with Dennis Parks and Cheryl Anderson has been absolutely fantastic, uh, eliminating any barriers that we could have had or, or might have had in regards to uh, getting up and online. Uh, it's been as smooth as possible and probably exceeded most expectations. And if you compare us with a lot of other schools, um, I think we're superior in regards to what kind of product we're putting out in regards to an educational experience. And it seems like if anybody could have been ahead of the curve, DLSL truly was. And with a great Google technology that you just referenced yourself, Chris, can you reflect a little bit more upon that and how effective it truly has been for the students at DLSL? Well, the Google Classrooms, which we've been using for, geez, almost 10 years now, uh, it, it's been a very familiar platform for the students and teachers to work with. It's been very user-friendly, and it's been something that they haven't had to, to learn on the fly in regards to having to start up into distance learning. It's given a bit of a familiarity in regards to what the expectations are of the students and the teachers and vice versa what they expect of each other. The, 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 the thing we've really had to just focus on is how are we gonna do this all remotely um, in regards to the person-to-person -person contact and in regards to that face-to-face -face experience that they've had in classrooms that we've traditionally had for 100 years, how do we replicate that now? But in terms of the technological expectations, a lot of those things were already in place and a lot of schools, like I had mentioned, weren't as fortunate and you're still seeing some schools began distance learning yesterday, April 20th, whereas we began on March 16th. So uh, I want to say we were really ahead of the curve on that. Yeah, it definitely seems like that. And that's a, a beautiful thing for DLS uh, and what it's done to help out the students through all this turmoil and the different times and having to learn from home through the virtual learning. But now let's reflect upon this with you and your job. 
How has the remote, you know, working at home, how has that affected your job with DLSL, Chris? Uh, going in to talk to students, talk to teachers, talk to counselors, talk to support staff. You know, that, that human contact is, is very difficult to replicate. But we try the best we can with our Google Hangouts, with our Google Meets, with our Zoom meetings. We meet with our departments weekly. Sometimes we meet biweekly, depending on the situation, depending on the uh, circumstance that needs to be addressed. So we're still seeing everybody we need to see. We're still having those communications administratively that we need to have uh, to keep things running as smooth as possible. Um, like I said, there is no uh, substitute for the human element, but uh, I think under the circumstances, we're doing a, an excellent job in replacing it as best we can. And then I had heard about this too, the faculty and staff still keeping in touch with the students. So outside of you being a teacher of that given student or students, also other faculty and staff have been keeping in touch and rather consistently. Can you talk about that as well and how that has been conducted? And I'm sure your listeners have heard on some other podcasts uh, that you've conducted about the one initiative that we've had is that teachers, staff, everyone in the building has a list of about 10 to 15 kids that we call weekly just to do a checkup. You know, how are things going? How are things with your classes? What can we do for you? And so on. And that has since provided a little bit of a synergy because there's been a few other things that have come as a result of that. Uh, Scott Grimmer, our, our, a longtime PE uh, teacher and coach, has begun a workout of the week that can be found on the website. One of the things that uh, feedback that we received is, you know, how do kids stay active? How do kids keep in shape during all this? We've got athletes that are, are not in, in, in season right now. Uh, so he's provided that kind of information for the staff and the students. Um, yesterday, in fact, uh, the athletic department put out their first of the pilot performance series with Mike Watson and Mike Stacy that was speaking to student athletes about the mental, emotional, spiritual development of their student athletes while this is all going on. In fact, the first topic was coping with COVID. So that type of staying in touch, and, and, and they had 65 kids on their first um, Zoom meeting uh, yesterday. So, you know, that kind of uh, engagement has been fantastic. And, and like I said, as we've gone on, people are having more ideas, putting more things in play to increase that communication, to increase that connection with the families, parents, students, and providing more things for them to do outside of the traditional classroom setting. And now speaking of the student athletes, now, Chris, I know that you're a big sports fan. You're a baseball guy. You're just a sports student in general. And then when you think about the athletes that have been tremendously affected by this pandemic and sports season's canceled, the winter sports season was suspended, isn't going to resume. Spring sports didn't really even start for anybody, including at De La Salle. So how tough of a blow was that for the student athletes? And when I say that, specifically the seniors that might never play again. In the senior class in particular, my heart goes out to them in terms of the disruption of their senior year and everything that goes along with it. Uh, and, and for all the uh, students that have worked so hard for lacrosse, for track, for baseball, um, even the, the basketball team that didn't get to finish what they started. Um, one of the things that I've been trying to reinforce when I've been speaking to the student athletes is that uh, in regards to what we're dealing with, whether it's academic or whatever, that the, the mental approach to how you uh, solve a problem, whether it's on the court, on the field, in the classroom, in life, a lot of that is exactly the same. The mental preparation, the anticipation of what's to come, 
Um, I tell the kids all the time. I, I know that it's uh, math, for example, might not be as fun, but in terms of what you have to do to prepare to be successful as an athlete, it's very similar to how you prepare to be successful as a student. So we're trying to channel some of that energy in regards to making it replicated in other ways during this difficult time. Well, yeah, there's problem solving inside the classroom in math, right, specifically, also in athletics. So if you do it in athletics, now you got to do it in the classroom. So that's a big component as well to teach the kids well, how to balance both, but also how to be uh, just good human beings outside of the playing field moving forward in their lives and as they get into their professional lives as well, right? Right. They've already demonstrated they've got the wherewithal, they have the discipline, they have the mental toughness to be able to rise to a challenge, uh, 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 find a solution, conquer a problem. Um, that That is a life skill. Uh, that's something that they're learning in athletics, and we're trying to make sure we can still encourage that in regards to their classroom studies. And, and that was something that we did before anyway. I'd like to think that that was something that was special about DLSL is that we tried to connect all those dots, uh, regardless if you were a student athlete. You could be somebody that's a, a musical performer. You could be somebody who's on the stage. A lot of that, uh, a lot of those traits uh, in terms of self-discipline, work ethic, um, that is that is something that will carry over into a high school career, to a college career, to a work career. And uh, like I said, sometimes it's not as fun, and sometimes the feedback isn't as, as immediate as the applause of a, of a crowd. But in regards to that mental approach, the mental game that so much is, is spoken about, especially in athletics, uh, that is a skill that students really need to develop, need to hone, and need to practice. And when they do, we see a lot of success. And it seems like, Chris, it goes back to the DLSL model, the school model of uh, builders of boys and makers of men. Because you're helping these guys out right now inside the classroom, outside the classroom in high school. But it's about life lessons for after high school, for college, and, and for their professional careers as well, once again, like you noted. Right. We've got a lot of coaches and teachers that are in the building. I can think of uh, Mr. Mukhtar, Mr. Berlin, uh, Mr. Novak. Uh, these are some future Hall of Famers that we've got in our building here. And uh, one is a Hall of Famer. And some of that stuff that they're speaking about uh, in regards to their classes go beyond the classroom. And those are lessons that when we talk about, you're absolutely right, Vito. And it wasn't too long ago that you were sitting in those desks, too. When you're talking about makers of men, that that is exactly what they're talking about. And I was there, and you were as well, I know, as a fellow alum. So, I mean, DLSL's done a lot of good for both of us, I know, as well. And hopefully it keeps doing that for future students and the current students, too. And with that being said, Chris, I want to leave you with this. What is your message, your word of advice to all of those out there, the students and parents at home that are dealing with this pandemic and the crisis and just the, the physical, emotional, mental, and social turmoil? Well, the one thing that struck me very early on was something that Brother Ken in one of his theology classes had an assignment and a ninth grader um, was asked to reflect on this. And uh, the comment that went out, and it was on our Facebook at one point, probably our Twitter, I don't remember, but it said something along the lines of that maybe God wanted us to take time out and realize that our families are the most important thing in our lives. And, and that's something that's personally kind of carried me. And to extend that a little bit further is to um, really focus on the things that are maybe mundane that we take for granted. Um, I was speaking to a young man the other day who said he just he, he misses standing in line for lunch. And this was somebody that always complained that the line was too long. 
So those little moments that that we maybe let pass to appreciate those a little bit more. Um, Mr. Novak had mentioned on his podcast about turning to God. I think he was absolutely 100% about that, to be able to have that kind of time for focus and reflection in that regard. But just that in this time, there's a lot that we can find that's bad, but there's a lot that we can find that's good. And that would be, uh, that's something that's been driving me personally is to try to find the, the things out there that are good because we can always find the bad when we're looking. Yeah, I mean, find the good in our day-to-day lives and appreciate the little moments that happen for us day-to-day and with our families at home. Now we have the time to bond with our, our wife, our spouse, our uh, you know siblings, our kids at home. So we have all of that time, an ample amount of time now that we didn't before, so let's take advantage of it as well. And Chris, with that being said, it was a pleasure speaking with you as usual. And uh, good luck the rest of the way here at Deal of Cell 2. Vito, thank you very much. Go Pilots. Go Pilots. Stay safe and stay healthy as well to you and to everybody out there.